Wow. <laughs> it's not the usage, it's the size. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Welcome everyone and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 165, entitled Relationship Communication. You're in a relationship and something bothers you. How do you communicate what you're feeling? How does it leave the other person feeling? Do they feel motivated or change to change or does it just go bad from there? Tonight we'll be talking about the best way to go about expressing your hurts in a way that helps both of you. Pull up a seat at the table and join us. First time listeners, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Watch us live at lunchtimeinrome.com slash live or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take a relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media and it would be great if you gave us a five star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good, and bad times are worse when you are all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast and talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is lunchtime in Rome. Hey, fellas. So, here we are. Here we are. Different kind of podcast. Different yeah, no guests this week. Not even Chris. Right? Not even Chris. <laughs> I feel like we've had guests, uh, what? Past two weeks. Past, Abby and past Matt weeks, last yeah. week. Yeah. Been been guest heavy, which I which I like. Uh, I'm glad we're having more people on the on the podcast. Um, and, uh, and having Matt here last week, I think, was special. Uh, I got a lot of feedback on that, personally. Uh, a couple people saying, look... You know, one, I cried the whole way through it is what somebody said. Somebody else said, you know, I, I don't feel better about my life because he has it worse. But it gave me a perspective that my worse could be worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for those of you who don't, that don't know what Jay is talking about, we did a podcast last week, episode 164. And uh, we had a guest on named Matt. If you have not seen that or heard that, please do go back and listen to that one. It's probably one of the uh, most um I don't know. They're all powerful in their own way, but that was a the very impa- very impactful one. Well, to a degree, it was for me. It was I don't want to say the most frustrating, but it was sort of like, well, wow, that's just terrible. <laughs> yeah. What? All right. Yeah. See you out there. That would be a good. Um, that would be a good podcast in like a situation like that. How do you comfort a guy like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how do you? Because because everything's just like. I mean, everybody goes through tragedies, but like you were just saying, you just kind of sat back and said, I got nothing. Well, it's it's the quintessential example that there is the the only way you comfort is join them in it. Mm-hmm. You know, there are no words. Right. I mean, all I said to him was, I'm sorry to meet you. Mm-hmm. And then I affirmed him and just said, look, I, I greet you with great respect. And right. I said that in the podcast. Yeah. I, what else am I going to do? Right. I mean, and he's not crying at this point, so I can't join him in that. Right. You know, he's, he's a little bit miffed. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's stewing. All right, I, yeah. I can join you in that. And yeah. for that moment, he's not alone. But I mean, that's, I mean, what he has gone through, I'm not saying not to talk about him, but I'm literally talking about him <laughs> down the road. I mean, it's still so raw, but I mean, yeah. literally, he needs trauma therapy. Yeah. Like there is, there's deep, deep hurts that literally rewire your brain. Mm. And it's more than me saying, oh, like that, that, he's not going to be like, oh, yeah. Well, uh, well, I'm okay now. Right. Right. Everything's better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was something I mentioned to him um, after we were done with the podcast last week was just I, like, I want you to understand that you have been through acute actual trauma. Like, it's not an undersell to say that. And, you know, your wife died. Yes. That's kind of the worst physical trauma that you can get. But from there, I wanted I wanted him to try to understand and, and just. And I'm sure he does, but the fact that that's, it it is an acute trauma that's going to need, you know, it's going to need a lot of of work. Intentional, intentional work. And then 
Complete opposite of that was Abby two weeks ago, my she was daughter. She bopping along. Yeah, you weren't here. You were no. with Rachel and, and Bella and doing some stuff. We were driving through a, probably a super heavy rainstorm at about 80 miles an hour. And oh. then down to about 50. Oh. <laughs> trying to listen to the podcast. Yeah. And um, you guys had a good time? Uh, well, we can get to that. But we had a great time listening to Abby. Oh. Uh, it was <laughs> her articulation of... Emotional needs and social situations and child, parent, mm-hmm. you know, and again, having had both Joe and Bella on the podcast, you've had Ethan, you know, the time. And I know you prepped her and gave her some questions to ponder, but you didn't know how she was going to answer. Mm-hmm. To me, that is just such a crazy time when you're just sitting there mm-hmm. going, you know, don't make me look bad. Don't reveal something I didn't know about, you know, and it's just oh, it was it was very impressive how she was able to, to handle herself. And I think it was pretty important for parents. We always do it for peers. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many, you know. Right. Ten year olds are going to be say almost 11. Yeah. Ten year olds are going to be listening into her. Given most kids luck, it'd probably be the people she was talking about that weren't nice and the one friend that wasn't so, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, she's right. like, oh, you're dead to me now. And yeah. that was going to be this big bullying thing. And it's all lunchtime and room's fault. Hmm. Well, that was something that we mentioned um, before um, the podcast, before we went live, was when Chris was here, um, he and Lex and, and I were talking about how I wanted this to be, I wanted this to be kind of formed and shaped in a way that people who have kids could better see how dynamic their kids could be. And then what from, from that child's point of view, like from Abby's point of view, what does it look like to be who she is, you know, involved with what we've been involved with and are involved with as far as their emotional and relational needs? What is it like to grow up from, from those lenses? And then, you know, just ask, trying to ask her advice for, um, you know, what she could tell adults, I thought was, um, you know, w- was pretty Astute. good. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I didn't have it. Uh, I guess I think a little bit differently than you, Jay, but I didn't have those. Oh, gosh. You know, like I, I was just I was fascinated by how she was conveying what she needed to convey and, um, you know, just how present she was. And I told her I went back and watched the, you know, watched the, the, the live stream of it. And even her, just, just her presence here, she wasn't fidgeting, you know, she looked seasoned, which, so for me as a parent, it's, it's one of those moments where you see so many of the seeds that you've planted and have continued to water just spread up right in front of your face, you know, and it's, 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 it's an indescribable feeling to do that. And I apologize for laughing because you're not laughing, but I just think about like with Bella and how like I have done that Mm -hmm. because she's really funny. Mm-hmm. Like it's like those are my seeds. Like mm-hmm. you have this really smart, intrinsically uh, astute young girl, and I'm like, man, Bella can really be funny sometimes. I, yeah. I did that. Not that they don't have other qualities, but hey, Eric's here. Eric's hey, here. I'm hey, here, buddy. Uh, yeah, we uh, we've been living the the summer up, I should say, um, or something. Uh, but we've been doing we're we've been poolside over at Brian's. We've been going to Kennywood. We've been to Idlewild. How many times you gone to Kennywood? Uh, and what's the shortest amount of time? Shortest amount of time is probably two hours. Um, I love a a, a quick, quick a quick Kennywood visit. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but, but I mean, like with her, with Maggie, it, nothing's really short just yet. You sure, know, like yeah, <laughs> two hours though. Two hours is short though. That's a, that's that's good in my opinion. Um, and we've wrote we've ridden a, a couple new rides, so she has a couple new rides under her belt. Which Did you do the fun. umbrellas yet? Too big, too small yet? The umbrellas, parachutes. Oh, we've done that at Idlewild. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's where they move them. They move. Oh, them they're from. not even a Kennywood. They're anymore? not a Kennywood anymore. Um, and they hmm. brought the kangaroo back. I knew they brought the kangaroo yeah. back. Well, what's where the parachutes were? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't really think. I think they kind of moved the kangaroo over and made, like open that space up a little bit because mm-hmm. it was it was right by the merry-go-round, right? Yeah. In the lagoon. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm drawing a blank. It's on the edge of the. It faced the lagoon. Yeah. I think they just kind of opened that up and then put the kangaroo more towards the lagoon. Kangaroo was cramped before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's actually my that's my favorite ride at, at Idlewild, and mm. she loves it too. It's very fun. And like just, man, there is nothing like a kid's like uncontrollable joy and laughter on a ride. Like, man. Especially for the first time. Yeah, yeah. She wrote the, whip, the, nervous, she the wrote whip. the whippersnapper in Kitty Land, um, which is like a mini whip. And man, just 
just, just hearing her laugh. It was so funny. It was uh, uh, there's Maggie who's like throwing her arms up, you know, laughing. And she's going around the bend, and then the girl in the car right in front of her is just having like this moment mm-hmm. of just. I don't want to be on this ride. And like every time we were watching her come around, like her face was getting worse and worse <laughs> into like complete meltdown. I felt it's so like time bad. lapse. Yeah. <laughs> felt so bad. So she, and she was just sitting there like motionless, but her like whole mouth was just in cry mode. And it was, a, it was an ugly cry. And oh man, it felt so bad. But and then, and then followed by Maggie, like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was, it was pretty good, but yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good summer. We've had, we've had good weather that we can enjoy that stuff. And, uh, got birthday next week and we're actually going to be going to, uh, ocean city later on. Uh, New Jersey. This, yeah. New Jersey this month. Ever heard of it? <laughs> I've heard of it and I love it and I can't wait to go back. I hear the water's up to 65. Oh, this, time of year. <laughs> this is the best time of year. <laughs> I might take my sweatsuit off when I go in this time. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's been, it's been good. Um, not like not nothing crazy, but I'm also excited. Um, we're gonna be moving the podcast studio downstairs. Big news, news. as they say. Uh, a lot of benefits to that. A lot of benefits to that. Uh, not sure on the exact timeline, but uh, within the next month or two, uh, a lot of coordination is gonna have to happen, uh, and a lot of prep work on on my and Amy's end to uh to get that ready but very excited so for everybody that views it online live it's kind of you're gonna be amazed it's gonna be different yeah can i (laughs) can i switch gears for a sec yeah i'm good kind of not switch gears but go back to what you said about the joy Mm. of seeing your kids um you're like i disagree (laughs) (laughs) no um abby and i she she came over she came to me on on saturday and i was like hey dada i'd like daddy because she doesn't call me dada um she's like daddy would we be able to go up to the park and catch baseball Mm. and i said sure she's like i had so much fun when we were at the beach catching baseball Mm. and i want to go up to the park and catch baseball with you so we did on sunday and one of those it's it's more me throwing the ball and her it hitting off her you know, you're, you're aiming. You're aiming for her. I'm glove. throwing <laughs> as many high rainbow balls, trying to get them into her glove as possible. Yeah. I mean, we're far apart. She wanted to be. She wanted to. And the girl's got an arm. Like she can. She can throw the ball. But it's. It was more just like her. The bouncing off her glove. It's this. You know, old glove or sure. not old glove, but just it's not broken in. It's too small for. Her. I've told her that. Probably not the highest grain leather. No, and we <laughs> we ended up throwing. Um, like a hockey ball, like a one of those mm-hmm. balls I play duck hockey with because it's it's softer and but anyways, so there were a couple moments where she made a nice catch or it went into her glove and the <laughs> the joy on her face, the how her face lit up with excitement yeah. when she made those. That's awesome. It's and and I I thought about how many how many people, how many parents are one not around to be able to see that in their kids. Two miss it in the moment or three just don't appreciate it you know they might even Mm -hmm. see it but they don't appreciate it and i'm just i'm thankful for being able to have a a life where things can slow down like that and you can see those moments and just really enjoy them so um yeah that was that was that was a fun and then we did it uh tuesday night and we're going to do it again thursday or tomorrow so uh it's it's kind of a new thing does she have any interest in like uh, like getting into softball or something? I don't know. It, right now, it's just her and I at the park, and we're catching, and um, we'll see. Yeah. That's um, awesome. One of the things I want... We haven't talked a ton of food lately, and uh, since since I now have the perfect place to grill... Yes, you now do. Now the yeah, deck is completed. It's beautiful. And... It's 100% done? It's done, done, done. The only thing we have to do now is order a new screen door mm. because we needed a new screen door. Yeah. But, I mean, we still use the deck. We just don't have a screen door. So, now we just kill flies all night. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I told... I think... I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not, how I took the... I bought a brisket and ground it myself to make burgers. Because yes. the price of burgers and ground meat mm-hmm. is really high, and you can get a brisket mm-hmm. at Sam's for three forty nine a pound. And I know, without a shadow of a doubt, that was part of a cow. When you buy ground beef in a store, <laughs> you're like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it could have been some meat, you know. You've, and even like at Aldi, well, the FDA puts labels on it. They won't lie to you. And it's a federal, uh, 
a uh, federal organization, so you know they don't cut any corners. Right. Nope. They do their research. And when Aldi, which I love Aldi, but you ever notice you cook an Aldi burger and it's red, like red, like not medium rare, rare. It's like the meat is red, even sometimes after you're like it's almost like they put dye in it. You might think something. I don't know. So the point of the story is I've been grinding my own meat. And the first time was a prime brisket, but it was actually too fatty. Mm -hmm. So this time I went down to a choice and even trimmed off a little more fat because the burgers, if I put them on the grill, they're almost falling apart Mm -hmm. before. So now I use the choice, trimmed off more of the fat today, cubed up the fat. I had it in the fridge for a couple of days, put it in the food processor, put it in the crock pot and I let it go on low, very low for roughly 12 hours and right now it's finishing straining so i have about two cups of beef tallow Mm. that i will use to uh cook up some potatoes at some point in time probably for bella because she's my biggest potato fan Mm. but it's really fun making rendering out fat and what does that do like i mean like is are you going to cook with it like similar like what you would do with butter or is it like i could but, I mean, it's sort of like – so back in the day when McDonald's french fries were the best uh, fries in the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were cooked in beef fat, beef okay. tallow. Yeah, yeah. And then they went to whatever – Peanut canola, oil. Or no. <laughs> Peanut oil. Well, we trying to kill people? <laughs> no. Now they use canola, which is like the super high processed kill you oil. So it just adds flavoring. Same reason why I like what, mm-hmm. what I do with the bacon grease or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just beef tallow. Speaking of bacon grease, tonight um, I made salmon in <laughs> – well, here I'm going. Here I'm going somewhere, uh, but it was it was super simple. It was just four super stri- simple salmon. Super simple salmon. Four strips of salmon. You say. I put a little bit of um, super simple salmon strips. You super, say that's yes, that's good. Uh, I couldn't. I'm not going to repeat that. Um, but I put a little bit of smoke flavored. No. Oh my gosh! Just get on with it. Smoke flavored <laughs> sea salt because Lex ordered this hickory hickory smoked sea salt. All right, um, and it's salt. It, yeah, sea salt. Sea salt. <laughs> Super salmon. simple salmon strips. strips with smoked sea salt. So I put that on top, and <laughs> you say melted bacon fat swine because that's what we save. <laughs> And put it, melted the bacon fat, put it over the salmon, put it in for half an hour on like 275. It was re- super <laughs> succulent, spiffy, spiffy. You didn't sous vide. I did not sous vide it. So, anyways, Ooh. that was to add to the food conversation. Yeah, that, that was it. Was a new thing we tried. Lex found it in the corner of her cookbook, and um, I yeah, like it, was, it. It was good. You can't really sous vide fish. No, yeah. ah, we could a swordfish a bit. Yeah, Pull like a steak, fish. like a tuna Sword or something fish. like that. Swordfish. You do a tuna. Tuna steak? Uh, I would do good. a tuna for sure. Yeah. I don't like tuna fish. No, tuna steak. But I like fish that's a tuna. Yeah. yeah. You know what's bad about, you know what is bad about fish when it collapses? Hey, did you hear about the collapse of the uh, parking lot in Penn Hills? Current events. Yeah. And that's a rough story is for it? a lot of people. Is it? Well, no, for one guy especially. Because really? there was, did you hear about it? No. I, mean, I, I just read that. I, there um, was no injuries though. No injuries, right. but like this whole parking lot collapsed uh, outside of an apartment right on. Like Main. 10 feet down. Like not like, oh. Well, and you could see where the, the parking lot was like along the edge of the building. And it had fallen like completely flat, and the cars were like the cars are all flat. Yeah, they stayed there like right where they were. Well, so as <laughs> it turns out, there was a parking garage structure under it. Who knew? Nobody. No. Except I read in an article today some squatters. What? So when they say nobody was injured, I go. Well, <laughs> do it's you know? The, we're not counting those ones. Yeah, you would go in by the dry cleaners underneath like in the on the in the shopping center yeah what? and there was like an entrance to this so when oh, i say like on the right side behind oh that's wow. where like you come to the stop sign right across from big lots no no okay. no opposite the other side, opposite the, road, the road i road side oh okay you loop around back, back where the dairy yeah. delight used to be in like 1986 mm-hmm. i remember that was that dry cleaner still there yep okay. I, it's who i use yeah filthy expensive but it's close to my house I don't have anything. But my point is, when it happened, I was like, oh, sinkhole. Oh, okay. Well, at least for the landlord or the the property owner. And then when I heard that it was a structural collapse of a park, because you look at it and you go, that ain't no sinkhole. Right. Yeah, right. Like, that, like no, something, mm-hmm. well, it makes sense that the whole roof of that thing went shunk. Yeah. So was it was the it being actively used as a parking garage structure? I don't believe it was. But so, but people were 
that said in the article that squatters were using. That's it. fascinating. I mean, I hope they're fine, but <laughs> it's fascinating that there is something underneath that. That like, how many times have we been in the? Sh- I never I, knew that. We're in the shopping center all the time. I'm almost forty, and I've grew up, lived in Penn Hills Me almost too. all my life, and. That would have been something like as a as a kid, I would have tried to go check out. Can you imagine if you own that property? Ugh, no. Phone rings, your day changed. Well, just like the one right out on Rhode Island Road that burned down. That's you know, a bad that's, day as well. That's a real bad day. That's a terrible. Well, call. and for the one person who there's only one person who was in their car when it collapsed, and well, somebody's in their car. She oh, said she thought goodness. she heard thunder, and I thought, and well, Bella. Speaking of Bella, Bella goes, eh, she's going to be tough to be in a parking lot with for the rest of her life." <laughs> and I said, or every time she hears thunder, yeah. I mean, you talk about trauma. Wow. Yeah. Probably wow. gonna get a check though. That's insane to be sitting in your car going, "Is that thunder?" And then find yourself ten, 10 feet, feet down, down, still in your car, still in your car, alive. Yeah, geez. just realizing the impact of what just happened. Thank so goodness. many questions okay. at that point. You're like, "Am I? I can't. Am I gonna drive out of here?" <laughs> All right. Is the world ending? No. Okay. Right. So what if that lady was then late to get on a date with her boyfriend? Wait. Oh man. And she might, uh, or the boyfriend might then communicate to her, yo, you suck. (laughs) You were late. I can't stand you. That would not be a nice thing. That would not be. And it's a silly example, but it's uh, in the topic of what we're talking about tonight, which is, and it's funny, our title is Relationship Communications. I I thought another title could be, you're pissing me off. (laughs) Because it's kind of like, we're not talking about somebody cheated on somebody. We're not talking about... Um, you know, devastating, monumental things. It's the things that are bothering you, things that are not good in a relationship that one needs to communicate. And, you know, what is the best way to go about what? How do you go about it? Yeah. How do most people go about it? And then beyond that, what is a better way to go about it? And uh, I thought we could take a look at that tonight, sort of in the vein of our deep dives. You know, something like, you know, it's a simple thing. Like, oh, well, be nice. Yeah. Well, I can already see how this would tie into our podcast or or maybe we've done two of them on games you play in relationships because it's, you know, and bad patterns, which I think we've done bad patterns, you know, within the past, what, two months, something like that. Um, so, again, if you haven't given those ones a listen, those are probably good to go back. Um, I wouldn't stop listening now. No, no, no. I wouldn't stop. No. Continue listening to this one. And then at some point, go back and listen to those other ones. So very often in relationships, we basically blurt out. We blurt out whatever we're feeling. You know, things like, well, you never care what I think. You you don't care what's important to me or you're just so selfish or you're so mean. It is descriptive. It is honest, mm-hmm. hopefully. I mean, that's another topic for another time. We're not being manipulative here. We're lashing out mm-hmm. and saying how the how we are observing the other person to be. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, again, we're not saying you're not not being honest. We're not saying you're not justified, but you're throwing out accusations and descriptions of who they are. What happens in a relationship when that happens? Like if you if you guys you guys are both the perfect husband, perfect son, oh yeah, perfect friend, mm-hmm. but. You know, when someone comes at you strongly like that, and not even, it doesn't have to be a yell, mm-hmm. you know, you just don't care about me. I mean, Eric, I can see you crumbling in a heartbeat because it's conflict. Mm-hmm. It's it's showing that you're not holding up to the standard. You, right? you don't belong somehow. It would depend on, yeah, I would have to make sure everything's okay. Like, I would, like, kind of, like, I would either go in defense mode um, or I would ask questions and and figure out like why why aren't we okay what brought this on you know how do we fix this how do we get back to being okay and accepted that's where i would go what about you well initially i'd probably be surprised and probably a little bit angry um but then i would also start i think start to think about what's led up to this point you know what why are you doing this what why are you saying this kind of thing right now what other hurts do you have that have been compounded on that are leading to this moment and it's interesting between the two of you. Eric's like, what did I do wrong? And you're like, what's going on with what's you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> what did I do wrong? What's wrong with you? What's really behind this? Because yeah. it's, it's not me. It's, uh, no. It's so, yeah, me. for me, like those kind of those kind of things are, 
All right. For instance, and this is not an intimate relationship. This is a guy that almost ran into me as I'm pulling on the, out of my street onto Frankstown just as I was on my way over here. I'm at the stop sign, right at the stop sign where I should be. This guy comes screaming off Frankstown Road. Um, makes, the corner. makes the left turn, cutting the corner, almost runs into me, stops, and then beeps at me. And I, like, I throw out my hands like, what are you like? I'm, I'm at the proper spot. But I went to. All right. What kind of day has led up or what kind of life has led up for that guy to be right here right now where he's so angry at me for something that's clearly his fault? So that's 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 where I would go to and where I did go to with that guy in particular, which is funny because I kind of I didn't go through a stop sign. I looked left. I looked right. And it was in a shopping center and I didn't look straight ahead. So he and I both had to jam on the brakes Mm -hmm. and he hits the horn. And it was so great because I, too, gave him the hands. But I went. My bad. Yeah. I went, so what do you want? I'm yeah. sorry. Like, I, I didn't try to almost hit you. Right. It's my bad. Go ahead. Right. You know, but so when, when we're, when we're expressing our hurts or our displeasures or our pissing me offs, all it does is it leaves the other person feeling attacked. You respond one way, you feel the other way. Mm-hmm. Others will feel other ways. It's fine. I was just going to say, I have another example. It's a follow up <laughs> with Brian's that's similar in how were- I reacted. So, <laughs> The, the the collapse of that parking lot that we're talking about. All right. So after uh, worship practice yesterday, I went back to go pick up Max and I said, Hey, the you know, the parking lot collapsed at that apartment building. And we're like, Okay, we'll go we'll go see if we can see it. I was like, I'm thinking we're probably not gonna be able to drive by, but hey, maybe we will get a get a line of sight on it. And it turns out we couldn't. So we're coming up road Could? Eye. We couldn't. Oh, I was gonna say it'd be good. And um, we're coming up Rodi, and uh, they're making everybody turn right, and we're first in line at the at the light there. And there's a firefighter right in front of me. Well, the light turns green with the with the right arrow, you know, green right arrow to make the right. Meaning go. Meaning go. So there's a lady behind me that beeps. And I'm like, and my immediate thought, I'm like, I did something wrong. I'm supposed to go. <laughs> Like I like, even though there's a fire. Even though I can plainly see, and the firefighter like put his traffic. hand up to stop me from going, uh-huh. and I was just waiting patiently, and then she beeps again, and then I had just thought of, okay, I'm not, I'm not crazy, so I actually got out of the car, I said, "There's a firefighter right there," and then she goes, "Sorry," <laughs> but I mean, like, it, like I came to, and I was like, "You don't see." All the flashing lights around Wait here. Wait a second. Like, it wasn't me that like, did something wrong. But I went immediate to, what did I do wrong? But that's an example where yeah. they're only looking inward. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, one of the problems with that. Number one is the other person's going to feel attacked. So we're not going to get towards any kind of solution or goal. Number two, you're only looking inward. You know, Brian, you mentioned <laughs> what's wrong with you that you would come at me this way. You know, Mm -hmm. that's at least looking outward, Mm -hmm. you know, but most people are going to feel attacked and then go to a non-productive place. Mm -hmm. Not even that is. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? Nobody's considering the solution to the problem. Which is what? Well, we're not there yet. Oh. Because all we're doing at this point is reacting emotionally, not intellectually, and certainly not spiritually. When Certainly not. When you're lashing out and you're just saying the, the you know, the you're such a jerk. Mm-hmm. I can't stand you. You're this. You're that. You're whatever. You're not going. How does God see peace, love, right joy, how patience, do, how does, kindness? Well, how does God feel about what they've done? And how mm-hmm. we're not there. But no. you're also not going. Is this really going to help? Right. No, you're just being emotional in the moment. And again, um, if you ever listen to this podcast, not against emotions, right? But they can't override you know the relationship and intimacy within mm-hmm. a relationship i was having a hypothetical conversation as i was wrestling with this bed frame where i'm, I'm on my third bed frame and uh it's supposed to be putting a headboard on and it's just this, this weird shaped weird sized headboard so we had to anyways long story but i'm having this hypothetical conversation with unnamed loved ones about some of the events of the past two years and about how if the subject of certain things comes up and it gets heated, how how often that goes to emotion rather than are we trying to do something constructive here? And then how quickly that can ruin relationships because you're dealing strictly with them. Like you're on this high plane emotional level and you're not thinking about spirit, you know, spiritually, how's this going to affect the dynamic relationally? Really, what, what's the purpose of this? You know, mm. that's all. That's my story. Three bed frames, though? 
Well, our original bed frame, then we bought a second one I don't that think was like appropriate. But what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. It's not the usage, it's the size. <laughs> See, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I put a marker. It's just a right. wrong it's just a weird sized bed frame. <clears throat> um, I don't know what headboard. you're talking about. Um, sure. But anyways. But like how how emotions can quickly sabotage things that they shouldn't sabotage. And if you can bring it back to a more rational level, but that's really hard for people, especially in the day and age that we live in. And it's important to have better relationship communication. It is. And so what you should do rather than just lash out mm-hmm. and react out of your emotions, which we can talk about and we won't, but are really just revisitations of past hurts. Because mm-hmm. if it's enough to lash out at somebody you're in a close relationship with you've already overridden some sort of rationality or pragmatism and you're operating out of a past hurt that hasn't been comforted, Mm -hmm. but you have to focus on, okay, well, what's really matter? What's really going on? What is your concern and what is your need that is not being met or taken from you? Because if you're yelling at somebody, they've hurt you. Mm -hmm. Well, what is a hurt? A hurt is an emotional need not met or Or taken taken from from you. And so I think a really good way to go about it is, Number one, what's my concern? Well, you're terrible with money. Okay, I'm worried about our financial situation. You never uh, pay any attention to me. Oh, I'm concerned about a relationship. You know, um, you drink too much when you're with your friends. Oh, I'm worried about your reputation and the way you handle yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, rather than the action of what they're doing, what does that implicate? What is my greater concern for you, for me, for whoever? And then... So it's almost like an outline. Mm -hmm. You know, the behavior is the Roman numeral one. Number two is what is my concern? And then number three is what is the need that is underneath that concern? Is it taking away my security if I care a lot about the finances? Is it my respect if it's the way you talk to me or affection within the relationship? Now it's becoming much more tangible. Mm -hmm. Now I I can know what I'm doing with because at best in a relationship, there is communication. Mm -hmm. And you say things like, you really made me mad. Yeah. Okay. That's loaded. I mean, that's that's still better than you're a jerk. Right. <laughs> because that's that's now making it about, you know, here's the impact of what you did. Mm. You know, one is you're a jerk. Two is you made me mad. All right. We still. Right. Well, where am I supposed to go? I'm sorry. I'm a jerk. Right. And then does that make the other person feel better? Not at all. But if you say, hey, when you made fun of me in front of all your friends, I really had to question our relationship and how important I am to you. And my need for belonging was really taken. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. we, we can do something with that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you don't check in with me, it's not you don't care about, you know, you never care about me. All right. That's, a, you know, but if it's when you don't call, my sense of security absolutely is gone. Yeah. And I start going over all the different places you could be. Okay. We can do something with that. It's not you're jerking. You don't love me. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's. Right. Because then what's he going to say? Yep. Or yeah. not yet, but no, I do. Yeah, okay. That's not, pro- talk, that's not productive. That's not productive. <laughs> or you're a jerk, and then why do you suppose I don't call you because you nag me like this? All right. Good. Now we're doing real well. Yeah. Um, I was, I was going to say there's times when I've been in conversations with people that I have known for a while where it starts to get a little bit heated or you know that they've lashed out at you. And I've, I've, I've had to ask, what is the point of this? Where is this going? Are we trying to do something constructive here? Or are you just trying to scold me, make a point? What are we doing here? Because if it's anything like that, I'm not interested in, in having this conversation right now. We can come and revisit that. And they don't probably handle that well. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those, it's kind of like a bell ring and, and, and there have been times where, you know, I've used that approach and people have, well, I do like that. Like, back, where, where are we going? Away. Or you just want to right. like, what's, what's the point of this? Do you want me to feel bad right. or do you want to try to find a solution? Cause I mean, I'm not passive aggressive, you know, I, I try not to be passive aggressive. And so in those cases, like I'm just trying to figure out what are we doing here? And, and so, I mean, it, it, it has been, it has worked in the past for me in certain cases. It's allowed for kind of a reset where you back away from the table, come back, and then you can move on. Well, and I like that, and maybe that's another podcast or it's, you know, point number five on our outline tonight of, okay, what happens if it's your spouse? You know, because you're not going to, you know, tomorrow somebody yells at you 
And you're like, oh, we covered this on the podcast last night. Hey, honey, you know what you should do rather than call me a jerk? Now, I mean, you can do that. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of an example of what you can you do when the when somebody else isn't interested mm-hmm. in thinking about what's really the concern or what is the emotional need not met. Right. You know, it's how to deal with these accusations. You know, we're doing this from your perspective. Mm-hmm. The you being anybody listening to this, sitting with us at the table, it's your perspective going outward. Yeah. What you just referenced is what what people need to hear coming inward mm. when they've been attacked like that. Yeah. So the ideal then is to, okay, now I know what my concern is. I know what my emotional need that isn't met or has been taken from me. Then to reword it carefully that focuses on both of you. Mm-hmm. So it's the impact on, it's the behavior of them, but the impact of you and then motivation, hence the need being taken from or not met. Does that make sense? So, hey, it, when you do this, mm-hmm. I, it makes me concerned about this. Sure. And leaves me feeling this way. But in this, in that kind of a case, and, and it's, it's, it's perfect wisdom. It's, it's a good approach. But what if your sparring partner in that moment, what it, whether it's your spouse or your boss or whatever it is, what if they're have absolutely no interest in emotional needs or what if, what if they're just so well you have a bigger problem yeah you know if you say if you say to your and we'll get to examples here in a minute Mm -hmm. but if you say to somebody again we're talking about expressing to a degree not catastrophic hurts Mm -hmm. minor hurts sure uh to whatever degree so if if somebody says hey that pissed me off and they go oh i'm sorry uh, or up yours i don't care Right. right well that's one thing if they say hey listen when you did this Boy, it really, it's got me a lot of really concerned about this and it makes me feel this way. So it would be really great if you could not do that again. And here's something you could do in extent. If they go, no, Start, well, don't try well, to tell me what to like, do. Who gets right. that? Like right. you don't get, nobody communicates. Very few people communicate like this. Right. I try to, we try to, we're trying to get there. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you can't respond well to that. Right. There's some very big relational problems. Yeah, and I, but I think that I think that a response like that, number one, is is as you giving it, it's it can be very foreign because, like you said, and then number two on the on the receiving side of that, again, it's really foreign to hear something like that. And I think, you know, that could be breaking patterns. Yeah, you're breaking. That's exactly right. And and sometimes people can step back and 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 see that as a reset and go you know what, that's a really interesting way to approach this or they can get freaked out because it's not the tradition, like, because there's so many people that have just fallen into the patterns of if I respond this way, you're going to respond this way. (laughs) Right, 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 right. (laughs) So, you know, it is, it's almost like an interesting experiment um, and it's going to be very dependent. (laughs) Effective communication. That's an interesting almost like an interesting experiment. experiment. <laughs> but like it's gonna it's it's very much going to depend on who you're in that moment with because right. people are gonna react differently. But I think that response either way breaks a pattern. And and you know, that can certainly lead to much more productive conversations. Well, it's on you to to effectively communicate in a productive yet vulnerable manner. Because you're saying, Hey, right. when you said right. this or when you did this, it made me feel this way. Right. You know, well that that's it, it doesn't guarantee a proper response, correct? but it means you have effectively communicated, which is sort of what we're talking about. Um, I was just going to go somewhere else in that process, but I don't remember where it is. So we're going to move on from that. But again, this, this now is not just how it impact, impacts you, but it incorporates the other person. It focuses right. on both people and it works towards a solution mm-hmm. because you're saying this is my concern here's how it makes me feel and then you add in so if you could just you know people say well i shouldn't have to tell you how to act right. or what to do well, it's helpful <laughs> you know until they're conditioned to the point of knowing that i like i like the point that you're saying about it focuses on both you and the other you know in that moment again because the patterns are i'm against you it's it's a it's a competition it's it's a battle but in that kind of a response and in, in that kind of a moment, like you're saying, you're inviting a, that person to join you and you're, you're creating a, um, almost a partnership in that, in that moment where again, because the patterns are, are usually so different than that, that really can be a great starting point for, you know, Hey, we're at the table together and, you know, 
more likely than not, more often than not, people want to 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 be brought in, you know, because they themselves are, are probably frustrated. How do I get through to this person? Oh, here here's a way. Here's here's how we might be able to, you know, come come to an agreement here. Yeah. And so we, that's a really good point. We were talking about how this can sometimes take somebody off guard because nobody talks like this. Right. People talk those people don't talk like this very often. Right. And that goes to when I had to apologize when I uh, no showed Denny. Mm-hmm. And I mean, <laughs> I was trying to remember what the example was, but that's right. it. Yeah, that was it. And I yep. gave him a big old shotgun right to the face of an apology <laughs> that nobody ever hears. And it was like, is that unfair? Yeah. Like, am I not even giving him an opportunity to be really mad mm. because I just apologized so profusely hitting every emotional need that I must have met. And I'm going to think more about that because same thing here. If you just all of a sudden start saying to people, right. Hey, listen, I need to talk to you. Hey, when you did this behavior, it may be really concerned about this and it left me feeling this way. So in the future, if you could find a different way to do that, you know, they're like, I don't. Oh, well, that's an interesting thought because a hurt is a need unmet or taken from you. And so in that moment, maybe Denny needed to be a little bit more, you know, angry or, or um, whatever. Like, so that is an interesting are you like trumping any response and stealing that bitterness and anger or whatever from that person? And, and is, is that just so? Is that a bad Is that thing? right? <laughs> exactly. You know, because there I, is some health, like, I feel like some relief if, if you let people get that aggravation out or frustration out. Like, that does make sense to me. Well, except for the fact that the way that you heal, the way you should seek to understand, right. not to be forgiven. Right. So I. I showed him, look, I get how you must be feeling. Right. And let me know if there's any other way you're feeling. I was like, hey, okay, it's it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So maybe yeah. the idea is to get to that long before they get to the aggravation, the frustration, the whatever else. Right, right, yeah. Is it a form of manipulation? No, because I really meant all that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know you, you meant that. But, but yeah, but... as long as you're genuine, then it's not manipulation. Mm-hmm. No, if I was like, here, I'm going to get him to do this. <laughs> so I'm going to. I'm going to get him to tell me that he's actually glad that I didn't come tonight. Right. <laughs> so the beauty of it is, it, if you do it right in this way of communicating a hurt, it's going to build up the other person. Because what you're saying is, hey, I value you so much. I'm taking the time to share this with you. Mm-hmm. And I trust you enough to care for me. And yet you're still going to get your needs met. And I think we can bring this home to a degree with some examples. Eric, would you lead us off? Yeah. uh, So number one is husband spending too much time on himself and not the kids. I have no idea what that's about. (laughs) Uh, And the first response uh, is negative where uh, the response would be, you're a jerk for ignoring the kids. Now that is something a, a wife could say. Sure. Yeah. Uh, then the second one is, I'm fearing the impact of the kids having so little time with their dad. So in, in each example, we're just basically walking through. Mm-hmm. Number one is what they would normally say. Right. You're such a jerk. You don't care about your kids. Right. You don't spend enough time with the kids. How come you spend time with the kids? Blah, 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 blah. And then a slightly identify. better response would be the next one. That well, I well, the next no, one is, the, in, it's is the, the processing. What matters, right? right. Yeah, yeah, what matters. The concern right. and the emotional need not met. And then the third um, is the proper way to is say the proper it. way. So what can I do to help free some of your time so you could be with the kids? They really enjoy being with you. I mean, that's a good one. See, go ahead. You find that to be passive aggressive. That's exactly what I was going to say. Right. I would lead with that one. I would lead with, Hey, when you don't spend time with the kids, mm-hmm. it makes me concerned. I would, I would communicate to communicate three. number two, be open, honest, and vulnerable with number two. And then, right. And then and say so therefore, Hey, yeah, is yeah. it something I can yeah. do to help you? Because yeah. man, those kids need to see you. Right? Yeah. Because I guess you're I that feel, important of a dad. I guess I feel like if, if you come at me with number two first, I'm fearing the, like, look, yeah. we got to talk. I'm fearing this. Right. How, then how can I help so you? you? Don't want to do you? number one. Don't you want to do number two and three. You want to identify two, yeah. communicate two, close with three. Yeah. Example two, wife doesn't show husband enough affection. I've never. The bad <laughs> response, you greet the dog better than you greet me. <laughs> Nola. Nola's getting all the attention right Nola's now. getting some sweet love. <laughs> <laughs> Nola, by the way, is the dog that we're uh, dog sitting right now. Yes. That's a good clarification. Um, one way I feel loved is through affection. I'm feeling rejected without it. So that's confronting the problem. That's stating your, you know, how, how, what, what yeah, your beef is. Like, wait, why is that pissing me off so much? Why is that so bad? Well, hey, I need affection. That's mm-hmm. how I feel loved. And I feel not only do I not feel loved, I feel rejected. Mm-hmm. 
So again, some of these are contingent on you understanding your, your own needs. emotional needs, and you can go to lunchtimeinrome.com and take our relational needs questionnaire to get those results so that you can have these kind of, you know, responses that are going to be constructive. It is a very necessary vocabulary for you to understand how and what you're feeling. Yeah. Right. Again, like I think Duke said it or Duke and Lydia on their podcast, it's tools. It's tools and it's 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 learning in the language of being able to communicate this kind of stuff. It's putting, you know, words to your the, these things. Um and then so the the resolve of that would be sweetheart, I'm really looking forward to when you're more comfortable initiating affection that means so much to me i love you and that's really important like having like the your partner initiate it not you trying to steal it from them right right in that regard as well though i'm really looking forward to again that is almost passive aggressive because like what if the other person's like it ain't gonna happen <laughs> but it'll mean so much to me mm-hmm. and i'm patient and i'm not putting any pressure on you and i want you to know that whenever you do that it is going to mean the world to me mm-hmm. because i love you and you mean that much to me Right. <laughs> I'm reading this now. We should put C first. <laughs> oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> well, because oh. it kind of breaks it down. Oh. So well, what is the I complaint was... that you have, right? Right. And then the first bullet, number one, how do you normally complain? And then number two is what need isn't being met? And number three, what's a better way to say it? Well, and that's what I wanted to leave people with. Yeah. It's a sort of a template. It is Mo- good, yeah. Moving forward. Yeah, that might have understood the examples better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Laurie reached out to us when I asked it on Facebook, and she said that what she typically would say to her children was, you make my heart sad. And what oh, do you guys think of that? Oh, man. Well, with She my... said it worked as a child, stopped working as a teenager, <laughs> and is working again now as young adults. <laughs> Wait, so she says that to her children, her, children. her daughters, whenever okay. they're, when they do something that disappoints her. You make my heart sad. Uh, I think it's... And by the way, we're conditioning people to never respond to my questions for comments. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, which you can always be anonymous and send us an email. Um, you can go to lunchtimeroom.com and there's a place to, to message us um, so that we can keep it anonymous. I think it's a good start. I think there's more good to bad than that, but I think it needs to be expanded on. I mean, like it is like the number two where you are expressing how you're feeling, but there, it's not constructive of uh, like as to why. And I know it's like in the situation, but like, but you could say you could you could break it down even further. Like this is why it's making me sad, and I would really appreciate it if you did this. Yeah, you know, I, one of the things that. Um I learned a while back is that people do appreciate being led, you know, as long as, as, and there's lots of different ways to lead, but like in a situation like this, okay, I'm making your heart sad. What's that mean? And then when you, you know, plant the seeds or lead in, in some way or make some suggestions that are constructive, you know, that, that goes a long way because now that person has something that they can at least consider because otherwise it's like, okay. I don't know what to do with that. I don't. I, I'm making your heart right. sad. That just makes me feel guilty. Right. Or so you know. Knowing what to because like I mean, one of the things that Amy, Amy and I, I, I always text Amy like whenever, especially like when we go disc golfing or if we're going like kind of like a distance, like she always wants to know like everything's okay and we got there okay, you know. But I like I didn't really know that until she said she said that, you know. So now that I know that, I just do that. It's become a habit, you know. But yeah. she had to kind of lead you in that direction. Yeah, because I didn't know she wanted me to text when I got there. Like, what does right. she care? Like, we're, you know, maybe text her, like, we're coming home. But, like, when we get there, like, what do you care? Oh, of you course know? we're going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. How many sitcoms and TV shows could be solved in one episode if people just <laughs> communicated with each other and <laughs> led each other like this? Yeah. That's probably why. So with Laurie Ann, you, you know, it makes me, what was her quote? You make my heart sad. That's sort of like saying, hey, you pissed me off Mm -hmm. or you made me angry. Mm -hmm. Great. Can you break that down? Right. When you did this, Mm -hmm. it made me sad because it took away this. And I love you so much. I would love it if you could. Right. She would just, you know, describe why are you sad? Give me something tangible that I know what I did, how it made you feel, how I can replace that. Yeah. With a proper, some way that not only doesn't make you sad, but makes you happy and giving me literal steps to take. So I think it is open. It's honest. It's vulnerable. It's just sadly a little bit vague. Now, what happens when you put yourself out there and that person maybe receive what you're saying, 
and like here's the seeds that I'm planting and here's what I'm looking for nothing mm-hmm. and, and and it be, that becomes a pattern in of itself I mean you're you're taking these steps you're trying to lead them but there's just zero so they're they're listening to you they're committing to it mm-hmm. but then not following through or or they're listening and they're saying I totally understand where you're getting it's a pattern of, from of disre- disrespect disrespect specs my friend dis <laughs> Need specs. <laughs> Sorry, just for those of you, that's an office. Michael reference. Scott. <laughs> hey, it worked. Because <laughs> because that be, that like like Eric said, that does become a pattern. Yeah. And so even in, like in that, that can start to build up hurts. You know. I, I mean, I guess that's a whole different. It's yeah. a, oh, it's it's definitely yeah. a whole different conversation, and it's a function. I mean, then that's a bigger problem. It could be indicative of past hurts and a lack and the inability to change both. I mean, even outside of the relationship Mm -hmm. that the person has such a deep hurt. The offender has a deep hurt Mm -hmm. that they cannot. I was going to say they cannot meet the other person's need there. There's something in there that they have to unearth and and look into. Or there is such a hurt on their end from the existing relationship that they're not wanting to. Because if you think about it, if, if anybody said if any of your spouses or children said to you, if you would do this for me, it would make me feel very loved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do that. Like that's, of course I want that. I I want to meet your needs. You know, again, being told how to love somebody, that's free. That's easy. Like, Oh, you're giving me a roadmap to be a good husband, man. I'm all over that. (laughs) Right. Okay. Well then you're saying sometimes that doesn't happen and it doesn't. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well then something's wrong. Right. Either there's a hurt that they have received from the other spouse, the other person in the relationship that they're like, no, I'm not going to help them because they're not, they're not meeting my needs. Right. So now we're getting into that whole thing. What happens when your needs aren't met? Right. Or, you know, if, if you're, if Eric, if your mom, not, not specifically your mother, but if you had a mother that was like really controlling and really on point and was like a helicopter mom and always needed to know where you were, where you were, where you were, where you were all your whole life. Mm-hmm. And then Amy's like, Hey, can you let me know when you get there? It would mean a lot to me. You're like, <laughs> right. No. <laughs> right. No. What are you, my mom? Right. Right. So that would be a reason why you wouldn't do it because you have such an existing past hurt. Mm-hmm. Would be my opinion on that. Sure. So that's that. That is that. <laughs> that's we effectively communicated the end of this that. podcast. No, that was great. That was great. Only if it helps people. Mm. Well, and we'd like to know that. You know, um, every every week I read off. Give us a five star review. You can. And none of you ever do. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm putting the challenge out there because when I when I put the preview out for Matt last week. Yeah. Yeah. We have three likes on fa- on our Facebook page. All right. Um, so I, you know, I do want to challenge people. We read it every. We we I, I say it every week. Um, you know, we we really would appreciate those reviews. We really would appreciate the stars, all those things. But even more than that, your feedback really, really, really is tangible, and it really is important. And so you can email. What is it lunchtime at Rome at gmail dot com? Mm-hmm. Um, anytime with thoughts observations feedback from something that we said um that really is helpful for us to know because you are at the table we want to know what you're thinking what you're doing um what you're looking for so but i'd say with that uh that's episode 165 please please do make sure to give us a like or follow on social media <laughs> and visit us at lunchtime in <laughs> while there take our relational needs questionnaire thanks for joining us at the table for lunchtime in rome bye see you later smash that like button <laughs> bye you know in, involved with what we've been involved with and are involved with i've been grinding my own meat peanut oil oh, we trying to kill people wait Here. a second <laughs> it wasn't me that did something wrong Oh, Eric, if your mom, not, not specifically your mother, smash that like button. <laughs>